It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give each other grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to Connect here on Rise FM and on the podcast network at Rise FM. However you're finding us, welcome into the session. I am Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. And before we do anything, I I owe you an apology. Okay. Um, Earlier today, I had uh, something with onion on it. Okay, and it's a pretty strong onion, and mm-hmm. I have. I'm afraid it may waft over, and so if your eyes start watering, uh, okay, that's uh, why. Tell me, and I'll turn the microphone the other so way. So, are you suggesting that this show's going to stink, Scott? Oh. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and with that, we say good night. Yeah, yes. <laughs> until next time. Oh boy! All right. So today we're going to talk about. I'd rather unusual relationship. The relationship between independence, since we just celebrated Independence Day, and mental health. Right. Okay. You're going to have to unpack an awful lot for us today, but you are the king of the cranium, so I trust you to do that. <laughs> All right. But beforehand, we yes. dive into God's Word, Tom. John fifteen twenty six says, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. When we talk about the Advocate comes, he himself will help us and testify for us. And so, what a blessing to think. To have that Holy Spirit. Yes. Who will testify. All right. So, what we're going to talk about today is independence's impact on mental health. All right. So, let's unpack this a little bit. And you start by talking about uh, one of those 25-cent college words, (laughs) the locus of control, which kind of sounds like something's going to eat my roses. But That's right. Yeah. You want to have control over your roses. Well, okay. That's that's one way to get to it. So you can clip them and give them to Sherry. (laughs) Well, not until they put some more color on them. Right now, they're a little... Yeah. Yeah, So the locus of control is an interesting term in, in, in psychology in that it talks about the point of control. It's probably a, a more clear way to look at it. Is the source of control internally, in other words, it's inside of you, the person, or is it external? Is it somebody else's decision? So consequently, when it's somebody else's decision, the mental health probabilities are not good. The prognosis is not necessarily good. When it's inside of us, we can, as, a, as an example, make decisions in our own life, like choosing Jesus. And I, I want him in my life. So now we begin to talk about an external focus there, which is maybe going down a rabbit trail. We want inside of us to rely on Jesus, but we want to hear from him, and then we still get to make the decisions based on what he's telling us. And the flip side of that is if the locus of control is outside, like in an abuse situation or a bullying situation, the control is external, which means we don't have control of it, 
And that may be part of what I think or I've remembered you saying before leads to depression mm-hmm. or can be a contributing factor in depression when you don't have control or you don't feel that you have control. And so then you grow up in life thinking, I don't have control or I don't have a say in my life. What's really sad is if we look at Scripture, even though uh, God was talking to Jeremiah and his people, I know the plans I have for you, and they're for good. They're not for evil. They're for hope and a purpose because we are in Christ. He has the same hope and plan for us. Well, when we the decision-making is not inside of me to pursue that, I have feelings associated with it. That can be very problematic. Mm, okay. That, of course, can lead to anxiety. Right. Well, and, and so if, if we take a look at anxiety, if we're talking about someone who's an abuse victim, they know that when they would go to bed at night, that the bedroom door would open. So they live there in fear, thinking that that door is going to open and I'm going to get, I'm going to be hurt. They don't have any control over that at that given moment. So the potential that abuse is going to happen produces a lot of fear. Mm. So, yeah. so then it, it says here too that it can create the compliant child. Now, how does this work with a compliant child? What's that all about? Oh, Scott, this is going to take the rest of the show right here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> this is something that's very close to my heart. When we talk about the compliant child, in my opinion, they're high in anger, low in problem solving. They're high in fear. They're low in self-esteem. The, the compliant child has no ownership of what they're feeling or thinking because they're convinced it's someone else in their life. It's the parent. I can give you an example. I've had young teens in my office before that are really struggling and they have depression. And believe it or not, they actually are acting out some because that's a way that they're showing their power and they're really upset with one or both of their parents. They want to have control over something, so they act out as a way of showing, I got this. Yeah, yeah. And so when I get a feel for this, what's going on here, I said, let me just give you this scenario and then just tell me what your initial thought would be if this happened to you. I say to them, let's say you're sitting in class and the teacher passes back a test and you have a 46% on it. So what's your immediate reaction? You can't say that on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Not on a Christian family show anyway, Scott. Oh, we'll talk later. Uh, Yeah. Oh, we pretty much know what Scott would probably say and probably a lot of others too. Yeah. But typically the response that we hear would be, I'm dead meat. Yeah. Life is going to end when my parents see that. I survived that somehow. It had to have been a miracle from our God. But but here's the thing. Shouldn't that be the second response? What's the first one? Ah, see, here we go. How do I feel about it? See, if my first thought is, what are my parents going to say? It completely goes past the fact, how do I feel? And what do I think about the fact I blew this test? Do I even care? The compliant child lives to stay out of trouble. 
out of the wrath of mom and dad. So they're not they're not driven to think about well, you know, I might want to try studying. <laughs> <laughs> I might think about doing the homework. Yeah, they're thinking of all the excuses they can tell mom and dad for why why it happened. But there's clearly a sign here that ownership of the schooling is more so on the side of the parents than it is the child. So compliant children are capable of, you ask them, well, what do you want to do? They're like, I don't know. I have no idea. Because all they want to know is, is this going to get me in trouble or not? Because that's what they've experienced. So they don't develop some of their own decision-making as it revolves around what do they think or feel about their schooling. Ownership of basically anything in their life is more so about keeping mom and dad happy. You're kind of describing some of little Scott. Yes. Because I was all about keeping mom and dad happy. I could relate to a lot of the compliant children. <laughs> I had several birthdays in school at home where mathematically the grades of my birthday fell on the same day. Grade cards came out. And for a birthday present, I got one whopping lecture about how you could you do this. Yeah. So on the session today, we're talking about the idea of independence's impact on mental health. You know, having this locus of control, this ability to control things ourselves, that gives us a freedom. Right. And you, you've got something here from the Experimental <clears throat> Theology blog. I didn't even know there was such a thing as an experimental theology that is experimental, right? Yeah. Yes. Experimental theology blog. So why don't you unpack that for us oh, a little yeah. bit? Well, I didn't know it exists either, Scott. <laughs> I, I did a lot of experimenting until I found it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so in summary, what they had to say, when life gets difficult, it helps to have an internal locus of control. You'll be active and engaged in fighting back. That's what, as you think about the compliant child, there's no fighting back to protect their own boundaries and what they believe to be important. By contrast, an external locus of control, waiting for powerful others to fix it or feeling set upon by the gods will keep you passive and inactive. And we say the gods with air quotes. Yeah. So you don't don't email me and tell me we're talking about something else. Yeah, that's true. We want to make sure that's clear. Yes, make that clear. Yeah. So it, again, it goes back to that wanting to have that, the, the good thing is to have that internal control where you control how you're feeling. And you can choose Jesus or not. And, and that becomes really important. So when it's internal, even uh, the most basic thoughts here are turning to Jesus he loves you and he created you. And I have to say in my own childhood, that was huge. You know, I'm probably fifth, sixth grade and I'm thinking I'm alone. I would lay in bed at night and think, somebody loves me. Oh yeah, God loves me. And I began to develop a relationship with him. And, I, and despite what, whatever you want to call the, the family life that I was in, I began to develop a personal relationship with Jesus behind the scenes, and it was very, very fulfilling and quite a blessing. 
you really felt God's love in a very powerful way then. Absolutely, yeah. Now, the Holy Spirit has a role to play in here, too, and we turn to 2 Corinthians for that reminder. This is really good, Scott. One of my favorite passages, and the reason I say it is because before I went to seminary, I wanted to understand more about 2 Corinthians 5.17. How does that really work? So, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. So, before we accepted Christ, our spirit it was sinful, it was not, there was no blood shed, and it was not going to heaven. When we accepted Jesus, our God would see the purity, the righteousness, the holiness of the Holy Spirit that would join with our spirit when we ask them to come into their, our lives. Much like what we would see in Matthew 3.17, when Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit in the form of a, a dove came in the spirit world and joined with his spirit. That's what happens to us in the spirit world when we ask Jesus to come into our heart. So instead of God seeing the sin of our unregenerated, our unborn-again spirit, he sees the purity, the righteousness, the holiness of our the Holy Spirit in us. And that's why, in my opinion, we get to go to heaven. And so, thus the idea of the new creation, because God sees a new creation. And, and that's true. So here, here we are when we talk about the internal locus of control. How do I feel inside when I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit? Now, we, we can also get, some, some people go maybe a little bit, um, I, I don't know if I like the word over the top, but maybe. When they're looking in front of the mirror, praying about, should I wear these blue shoes or these red shoes? You know, I'm not so sure that that's really going to make a difference unless you've got an orange dress on or something. <laughs> <laughs> and or having not worn an orange dress, we wouldn't know. No, that's true. Yes. And, and I want to be kind and loving there. I'm sure that there, there is dependence upon God for your daily sustenance, and then there's over-dependence? Yeah. Is that kind of what we're guarding against a little bit? Yeah, wanting to have our decision-making. If there's not any you know, possibility for sin, God gave us a mind for a reason. He gave us a free will also. So I can wear the black shoes today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which would work for me because I don't have any red ones. Mm-hmm. So that's always a good thing. Tom, we kind of, as we start heading toward the finish line here, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Amen. It happens to be Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So as we begin to unpack that, Scott, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So now the locus of control is in you as you trust what the Lord is saying to you. So that's a good thing. It's not outside of you where somebody else is making life decisions for you and you are just victim to it. So with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So we do want to call upon our God. But again, our God's going to speak to us. And in this article was a story about 
the guy who had so much faith and his his town started to flood and the floodwaters are getting higher and higher and he decides uh, you know the he the people came by him and said here let me take you out of here oh no god will take care of me so eventually you know it's it's a helicopter and it's a ladder down and he's no no god's gonna take care of me he's gonna take me uh, out of here before long boats nope god's gonna take care of me so he passes away because he drowned and he goes gets into heaven and he said god why didn't you take care of me he says well what do you mean i sent you a boat a plane a helicopter <laughs> <laughs> several trucks to come take you and you said no yeah you know that well that story when you think about it you don't have to trust your own understanding but but maybe when it comes pretty basic stuff like that you want to be safe so so take it when you have the opportunity we're talking about an internal locus of control we're talking about in my spirit in my free will i'm going to choose jesus when it's an external locus of control, you don't have the free will. Somebody else is free will and decision-making is controlling you. And that can fuel depression. It can fuel abuse. It Those, can be a big part of a bigger picture. That's for sure. All right. So there is an independence in Christ, and it can have a definite impact on your mental health. Mm -hmm. And the real key here, Tom, is getting that independence. So first of all, our encouragement to you is to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Make that decision yourself to accept him. Amen. And then secondly, if you're realizing that control is something that, you know, you're having trouble getting past it. Maybe your home life was kind of like Tom's where it was kind of rocky and, you know, you need some guidance through that. You know, having a conversation with Tom can be a good idea. So how mm -hmm. can they start that conversation? Well, Scott, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And we'll just throw this out, as we've said this the last couple of weeks. If you've got a topic you would like us to discuss on the session, something we can unpack for you, and you can get specific if you want to. We will not use your name. Right. You know, we can un unpack a specific situation, I guess. You can just shoot me an, an email, scott at risefmohio.com, and we'll take it from there. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to the session today. 